Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 20. Yes, episode number 20. We actually did not quit 20 episodes into Spunk Lake Sports. Uh, so you're stuck with us for the long run here. I uh, got a pretty, pretty nice show going on so far. We're in the process of uh, getting ready for Daytona, so we'll keep it pretty short and sweet with you guys. Uh, go over the Super Bowl, what's going on there. Uh, DeAndre Russell had some interesting thoughts on uh, the Target Center and the fans of the Timberwolves. Uh, we'll discuss that. Peace of my mind, of course. Maybe a little Daytona update, how the mullets are looking here. And we'll round it out with Random Minnesota Athlete of the Week. Stick around. We got a great show ahead of it. Kick it. Welcome, everyone, to a special, dramatic episode, episode number 20 of Spunk Lake Sports. Me, of course, Yost, and next to me, or 1,200 miles away, however you want to put it, Klon. Klon, how you doing? Doing pretty well, buddy. Uh, getting ready for, the, I guess, another productive week. Hopefully, I guess it's Tuesday now, so we're almost halfway there, but surviving. Monday number two. Trying to stay focused. Vacation coming up next week, so trying to trying to keep my head in it. Are, are you able to even work without thinking about Daytona every five seconds? Barely, barely. I, I actually uh, uh, just forgot I was going to the wild game next Monday. Totally just skipped it. I was already making plans for something else on Monday. And so I was like, oh, we're going to the game. Yeah, that, that missed a step there. So, yeah, head's definitely in the clouds or in Daytona for that matter, I guess. But, yeah, trying, trying to stay focused at this point. It's kind of like the same with me. Like every time there's a minor inconvenience at my job, I just want to chuck everything, clock out, and and just get on a plane to Daytona and just leave now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of my cousins that's down that lives down there was already talking to me. He's like, you know, you could just come down now. Like you could just stay down here for the next week. It's like, yeah, that'd be sweet, but I'd probably lose my job. You know, there's job. the other flip side to that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I still have to bring home a paycheck uh eventually so we might have to keep that one stashed away exactly as much as i want to i i suppose i mean i do work from home so i suppose that is something i could do you shout out shout out work they were actually about to make me fly into daytona work half a day have the weekend off and monday and then make me fly back on tuesday and work another half day but apparently but apparently the uh the HR guy was in a good mood and somehow he let me have all three days off. So huge expect, for you to have the days off. Expect the most from me since I have those days off. Full, full yost. No, no holdbacks. I the the fact that they were gonna try to make you fly, I guess, almost cross country and then work a half a day. At, well, I mean, that's just wild. That's like, yeah, yeah. That's a crazy I, idea. I mean, I did just start the job. Apparently, I'm not supposed to get PTO for the first six months, which I find, which is happens with a lot of workplaces. Apparently, that's you'd be surprised how often that actually happens. That, yeah, that I've, happens. That that could be the piece of my mind this week. But my lord, like, do you really expect someone to put off their general life for six months just to work for you? Yeah, it's a crazy concept. 
maybe i mean i I think it's pretty normal actually like i think that's just kind of how it goes no but that's like half of a year of just no you just can't do anything unless it's on a weekend i know you don't want to do this but can like if you had to can you just take days unpaid or do you get like strikes against you for that no i i right now since i'm technically still in training i get strikes against me so yeah i just yeah it it would just not be smart on my end i was i almost off because like Cause they're like strict about those days missed when you're still in that six months. So I almost even offered when she's, when my manager was like, Hey, you have all three days off. I almost just replied back with, are you sure? <laughs> Why would you do that? Okay. I mean, question I'm, it again, just I'm say, just going to roll with it. it. See you later. <laughs> I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to ask any questions. I, I just, wouldn't either. No, no. I'm getting into the, getting into the show a little bit here. Uh, we had probably the most fantastic, most entertaining game of all time. The NFL Pro Bowl happened. We are not going to talk about that because that was utter sarcasm. What we that are talking brutal. about is the Super Bowl matchup of the LA Rams and Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday, 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 February 13th, 4.30 p.m. sharp. Klon, are you leaning anywhere this game? I mean, obviously, you picked the Rams to win it all. I'm assuming you're picking them. But oh, yeah. The if we want to get into fighting picks, chance. If we want to get into picture, I'm definitely taking the Rams to win. I mean, partially because I've gotten this far with them. I'm going to stick with it and just finish Have it to. off, hopefully. Um, I think from an objective, like, football standpoint, they're obviously, I think, the better team as well. But I don't know. I mean, I, they have it all. This is the... I think we said a couple episodes ago before the conference championship games, this is the matchup I wanted just because now I genuinely am happy either way, whoever wins this game. Again, still picking the Rams, but Joe Burrow is one of the coolest human beings I think that's ever lived. So I wouldn't <laughs> be upset with that happening either. So respect. I, yeah, I, I do I mean, think dude, the Rams are the better team. I just think their defensive line is going to be a huge issue for Cincinnati. Like there's just cons- only so many ways you can prevent the inevitable. Especially but, considering the offensive line is maybe their weakest part of their team. Exactly. That's yeah, it's that's, a matchup made in heaven for LA. I'm perfect. sure they were frothing at the mouth as soon as they as soon as they saw they were playing the the Bengals <laughs> in the championship. Yeah. Do they have a fighting chance? Do you, do you give them a fighting chance? They have a Joel Burrow's punching chance, which means they have a, a shot. I mean, I, I would, would never I would have to agree off, with that. There's just I could a, see this. Honestly, as bad as it sounds, I could see this turning into a 10-plus point game pretty quick uh, just just because of Cincinnati just not being able to do anything on offense. I could see that being a problem. But, again, the Rams they have, have Joe run Burrell, into so. issues on offense this year, though. So if Cincinnati's defense shows up, right. which it – I mean, it's, it hasn't been the best, but it's it's definitely held its own. Yeah. Beating, beating you know, the, the Chiefs is enough for me to convince me of that. Yeah, that 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 is a good point too. I mean, that they, they haven't gotten here for for no reason. It's not a total fluke that they're playing in this. So no, not at all. They're yeah. good. They're gonna be a good. I I'm just really excited for the AFC for the next twelve yes. to fifteen years. We get Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like just fighting for a Super Bowl spot every year. Kyler Murray playing awesome. for the Steelers next year. Yeah, yeah. How about that? That's crazy. I mean, I don't. I I don't understand it. Didn't expect in anything like that to be I, coming. And now Kyler might be not with the Cardinals anymore. It's kind of wild. I would love to know what would have happened to cause something like that. But 
feel like they just finally got a good thing going there. But mm-hmm. yeah, for know. those who uh, aren't informed of the Kyler Murray situation, it's always one of those social media games, cryptic things that some athletes play. They delete all of their photos off their Instagram or everything that's related to the team that they're unhappy with. Uh, that's exactly what Kyler Murray did. You can't see a Cardinals post on there, just a Pro Bowl post recently. Um, so maybe he's looking to to get out of Arizona. I don't get it personally, unless it's something with the coach, because the roster itself is pretty darn stacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be something front office or head coach related, I would think. Just, I mean, I don't know why else he would do it. The team's one of the more positive looking NFC rosters, I think. In they terms just of crumbled the last here. two years, which I get is frustrating, but you're still on your rookie contract, dude. Like, right. I mean, you're the number one overall pick. You can't just have a have a Cardinals team who drafted Josh Rosen. People forget that literally the year before. Still think he's got a chance. Oh, God, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Cardinals sold the farm on this guy. And, and I, I don't know. I hope there's a real reason behind it, because if, he, if he's just unhappy, then that's I don't like that at all. That's just a really tough look for and it. A franchise that really, really loves him. Right. And it can't be team performance related. I mean, first time in the playoffs this year, like that that's pretty good. I would think they're, they're making some good progress in terms of getting better. Like it's evident that it's kind of working. I don't know, whatever. I just crazy. If he's moving too now, I mean, all of a sudden, Hey, green Bay. I'm just, I, Hey, I'm just saying Vikes Quesse make a move. Oh, I'd love it. You could you could trade your our first round pick for the next. I mean, however many times the Rams have done it, let's do it more. If if that if getting Kyler Murray makes us play one less scrambling running back every or what just one less scrambling quarterback, I should say, I'll take him. I'll take yeah, I, for the sake de- of us, our defense play, running after scrambling quarterbacks or or mobile quarterbacks, I should say, it just never goes right. Pure agony. And we actually we saw it. Kyler did that like four times in the game this year. So, yeah, yeah, he did it to us. That's true. So, interesting to see what would happen there. What what's yeah. going to come from the Kyler Murray situation? But yeah, and what are I your mean, thoughts on Super Bowl? Where are we where are we going? I'm. Th- I mean, it, it's all going to come down to the Bengals defense. I think it's going to come down to the Bengals defense and Joe Burrow making the one big play. The defense is going to have to keep that game extremely low scoring, like extremely low. Because, I mean, when you look at it, the Rams, they can go pound for pound, fist for fist, literally on any team scoring-wise in the league, even though they had a couple, a few slip-ups this year on offense. But, I mean, a brand-new starting quarterback, yeah, he's seasoned, but there's still kinks to work out. It's just not going to go perfect right away. And losing your second-best receiver and then adding a new second-best receiver with five weeks left in the seasons a crazy adjustment as well so see they're definitely i'd say they're definitely getting a hold of it i mean if we're picking i'm i if we're picking i'm taking the rams who i want to win is is probably the bengals probably the bengals because they're just such a fun team to watch it would be kind of hard for me to watch like the bengals win like they make the playoffs and get That's their first playoff win in exactly 40 my only years, problem and then the vikings it. can like make the playoffs but 
never can get there. It only took the Bengals just one playoff win or one year to just get back to the big. They've game. already crushed the Vikings in terms of like turnaround seasons. Like the Vikings have made a Super Bowl, obviously, but <laughs> they literally made it look easy to just go to the Super it's like, Bowl. Like, oh hey, we can make the Super Bowl. Like, watch this. Like, sweet. Can the Vikings do that? <laughs> yeah. My my only thought in terms of like just pure NFL fan storyline. I would rather Matthew Stafford wins this one just for the sheer fact that he doesn't he have as much it. time left. Yeah. Like Joel Burrow's our age. He's what, 24, almost 25, probably 25 now. He's got a few years. They, he's got, he's got, pl- it, and, it's no guarantee. I get it in sports to be like, oh, we'll be back or he'll make it back, but he's got more time, you know? Yeah. He's got more chances to do this. And I mean, if the Rams don't win it, like in Matt Stafford's, like juncture with the Rams, that team's in big trouble. Picks oh, they wise, have to win one. It, it's Super Bowl or bust. They don't win this game. It, this season's a failure. Oh, easily. That's all and they're trying after to do. After everything they've done, moves wise, trading draft picks here and there, just throwing them all around. If you don't yeah. win the big one, at least within these next two years, it's going to be. Yeah, there's no, there's no franchise. like seven year plan right now for the Rams. Like it doesn't, there isn't one. There can't be one does, because there's does nothing. Sean to work Mc, is does Sean McVay is he just going to dip after all that sets in? As soon as like, Stafford retires, he's out. Yeah, Stafford retires. He doesn't have a draft pick, the first round draft pick for the next how many years? I mean, I'd probably dip out too. Just start it all over, try to win it with Sean Payton. Just there's nothing left. Winston, you know. Deal with no Drew Brees in New Orleans either. He's just out of here. Apparently, the Saints had just the absolute worst cap situation to ever. They do. Exist. They're way over. It sounds like. And Drew Brees from a year and a half ago, two years, is still not on the books, obviously. And he was obviously a big part of the team. So the money's going somewhere, and it's not to a, the team. a likely suspect. So something's going on. Well, on top of that. The Saints and the situate the situation with Alvin Kamara right now that is just they that 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 they team can't might get be any in worse trouble for them right now. They, they, they that worse. that really stinks. I I feel for the Saint. Actually, I don't feel for Saints fans. I almost said that. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> They're in a bad spot though. Well, I guess I mean I guess we could. That. I guess I I didn't even really think about it, but um, we could also bring up the fact that the Vikings pretty much have their head coach. But he just has to True. get through the Super Bowl. Kevin O'Connell, what do you like that? Yeah. Um, well, no. So that's the thing, and I don't know if this conversation matters. I saw some some thread on the internet. A Vikings fan was just adamant that he doesn't want the Rams to win the Super Bowl because then o- O'Connell's going to get that little bit of drive taken away, like he's already reached the mountaintop. But I don't know. Kind of a weird conspiracy, like. Not really a conspiracy, I guess, but just a weird reasoning as to who you're cheering for. But you could take it. I mean, you could take it as a two way street. Yeah. Or he's done it before, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that that mentality. He could be like, oh, I'm not going to try because I already won the big one. Or he could walk into the facility, kiss the ring, show it to the players and be like, you want this? We got to work for it. Yeah. I hope that's trade all our draft picks because I do think that's going to be the situation. (laughs) But overall, I think it's a good it's a great hire i mean i i was on the jim harbaugh hype train i think but just looking that's at like it a johnny manzel hype train type feeling right there right I, I think i talked myself into it more than anything because now looking back at it it's like uh probably not you know you look at all of his sideshow antic stuff 
I don't know. I, I'm Dude, happier and, without and, it. I don't need my coach making headlines for something he said or did or any of that. But. And I think on on top of that too is just the fact that Quesse is his. If you watch him speak, like his personality type is not on the same level as Jim Harbaugh. Not Jim Harbaugh's. Yeah, I agree with you there. Totally two two, two different personalities for sure. And That's and apparently in their and I did read this too. Um, apparently their interview with Kevin O'Connell went absolutely amazing. Like he was, he was the one that just blew them away. Had a, had a plan for Kirk cousins. Has I was going to say, it sounds like he actually had information for the team already, which is impressive. Like that's homework that that guy's doing, which is kind of cool to me, but mm-hmm. I did like that when I saw that. So yeah, I mean, little, little thing. I, I would say that if he's doing that kind of research before before the interview, I'd say he's he's not gonna slip up and and win a ring and just give up after that. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, you won it as an offensive coordinator, but you just got hired as a head coach, and that's like the epitome of success yeah. in the NFL for coaching. Obviously, win it when you're the head coach. So I wouldn't really see anything going down there. No, I agree with you. I, I don't think. I don't think it would happen. I mean, this is a professional business. Like you're talking the NFL. I don't think you just have guys lose their drive. Like you got Zim who's mid sixties, still looking to pick up a defensive coordinator job somewhere. Like there's a certain desire, like a craziness these guys have to want to do this. Hey, stuff, yeah. They, so. they like put off their, I swear to God, they must put off their family. Like, I don't know have how they find the time I, to yeah. do work I don't know how Zim not just done. I don't know why in the world he would want to keep coaching. Like just from a pure like life standpoint, personal health standpoint, like you're 60 some years old, you work 80 hours a week during the season, you travel across the country, like scouting, you've made millions and millions of dollars. You have your own ranch in Kentucky, like, dude, just hang it up. Just be done. Like, you don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore. We get it. The, The Vikings fans loved you in the mean, like in the eight years, like. Two years down the road, we'll be. We'll come we'll back. Probably, yeah. We'll put you in the ring. Down the road, we're going to appreciate what Zim did here. I'd right. say. We're, yeah. I mean, especially deal. compared to what we had before, like Leslie Frazier, Brad Childress, like Mike Tice. I mean, oh, there's a, there's a good line of them. Yeah. It's a treat. But yeah, yeah no, I just, I, I'm just shocked that these guys want to do that. But I think that's just coaching in the NFL in general. Just coaching. Oh, they're all crazy. I'd say I'd say coaches in any professional or yeah, almost even college setting because they have to do the recruiting too. Yeah, I don't. That one's even almost crazier, I suppose. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm good with O'Connell. I think it's a great, refreshing change, and I think it's going to be like he's checking all the boxes right now. So it sounds and it sounds like Justin Jefferson's happy about the hire too. So just keep the players happy. Make right, sure seriously. they're on, make sure we're all on the same the page. Coach him up. Don't don't just coach him too hard, I guess. Just let them do their don't thing. Put guys this, in this, a box this team's either. been a team for the last five years. So just fix the kinks and then let the team ride. Because they've been they've been yeah. to big games before. They played in big games before. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing like with O'Connell that stands out to me is he's not gonna put guys in a box offensively. Like, we're not going to play only one style of football and, you know, we can't change. We can't. What? We're know, not going to run it with Dalvin on first and second down, then pass it on third and eight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. So I think it'll be refreshing to see once we get there. But yeah, hopefully, I don't know. It'd be cool to have him win a Super Bowl. Cool little storyline. But either way, 
that'd be nice yeah. before i die please <laughs> yeah sometime <laughs> soon ish maybe. yeah from yeah just go, going from one uh one team to another heading into the wolves d'angelo russell the point guard for the minnesota timberwolves been a great leader all season uh wolves obviously you know they're they're three games above 500 which is beyond astonishing for me this is this is like a euphoric experience i've been lift i've lived my body has left itself basically this far into the season and after a solid win uh d'angelo russell was talking about patrick beverly saying his energy means more than anything forces guys to turn their level of competition up and then the interesting part comes when he says, and he also helps uh, get get our quiet ass fans involved too. So that's uh, D'Angelo Russell talking about Bev, obviously giving him kudos that he's been a great piece of the team. He helps the, the crowd get fired up, the teammates get fired up, and just took a look, just a slight jab, you know, slight jab at Wolves fans. So do you have any thoughts on that, Klon? I do. I Actually, kind of mixed, to be honest with you. I'm um, I'm mixed too. I th- there's not there's no one at fault here. I would say there's definitely perspectives that need to be understood. Well, though, I I think first I want to say like I get what D'Angelo Russell is saying, like just purely fact that the Target Center is a quiet building. Half the time it's not that full. The fans are like really all that engaged all the time. It feels like. You know, I've only been to one game this year. You've been to a a couple and you've been to other arenas now too, or you can attest to that part, but it opening night, it didn't feel like as big of a deal as it should have been when we were there was kind of my thought. Like it didn't feel like opening night, just felt like a game, which I mean, I just literally, it is just another game, but I don't know. It just doesn't have that energy. Like you would think in the target center. So I get that part. Like he's, he's right. It's quiet, but. I don't think a, a guy in his position who's only been here a couple of years, like, yeah, he's a leader and I get that. He means a lot to the team, but I think it would mean more for somebody like Cat to drop that maybe. Just somebody that's been here. I I don't know. I can just see where it kind of rubs fans the wrong way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way because I'm, I'm kind of distanced from fans that attend a lot of Timberwolves games. I'm not really in that crowd very often, so I can't really – feel offended i guess is kind of how i take it but i don't know i still think it's kind of weird for him to to bring it up like that like i i think there were better ways to go about it but yeah the has always been kind of the guy that just says it he doesn't Mm -hmm. he just kind of says it doesn't mean any harm behind it and right it's interesting that you brought up cat to a guy who's been here like seven years I think if he said something like that, I think he'd get a really bad rap for it. Like, hey, he might, and that's true. We've, too. we've been quiet for seven years, and then the fans would reply back with, "Well, yeah, because we haven't won in seven years." Duh! Like that's true. that's just as basic as it gets. Like, of course we're like, have you seen the history prior to this? Like, and then the, the seven eight years you've been here so far, right? Like, that's I feel, exactly. I feel like that give him a little bit of a bad rap. True, and I and I. But- the one thing I would say is that's the thing on the flip side that D'Angelo Russell hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. You know, this team, this this year, this year's Minnesota Timberwolves team is objectively better than every single one of them on paper right now. Other than, And the only other argument you have is the Jimmy Butler year. They were the eight and, seed, so. 
Right, exactly. So, I mean, this team is, should be better. This is the best team the Timberwolves have had, honestly. Since that I, I shit really myself, basically. Think. Yeah, right? You know, it's it's been <laughs> since the early, early 2000s since you've seen this. So, yeah, I get it. You want it to be louder, but it, it Minnesota fans, and I, and I think sports fans even in general, you, we all, I always bring up Minnesota fans for this because we struggle, but there's a lot of other sports markets that have struggling franchises too, but I think fans take a little bit to get back, you know, to pull us back into it, which I think is understandable given the track records we've all been running because I saw somebody on Twitter underneath D'Angelo's tweet or comments today said right away, like, yeah, check out the Minnesota wild. They're finally after like two or three years of being relatively competitive are finally getting a full stadium back that rocks every night. And I mean, obviously a COVID year in there with no fans had something to do with that too. But, you know, the Wild are literally arguably top three team in the NHL right now. And finally are just getting back to like a rock and crowd every night. So the Wolves, not saying they have to be a top three team in the league to get it, but it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Like you got to show me something. So, and they, they are, you know, credit to them. They're doing a good job, but just kind of a weird, I, I just still think it's a weird thing because I think, like think about in high school, like this is a really far-fetched comparison but like if a teacher sometimes told you to do something when you were pissed at him like what were you gonna do the exact opposite you know like sometimes <laughs> you like hear some of that stuff you're just like no i don't want to do that like just a big middle finger right back to you yeah and and you just and at that point you just want to make him even more mad <laughs> right exactly so and i don't think this is an exact comparison to that but you know what i mean it's kind of like oh f you dude like why why you call me out like just let me do my thing and or like at work or wherever you get something like that but no, there, there's definitely definitely a two-way street to this for sure. At least, I mean, I'm as big of a Timberwolves fan as you can find. I've been to, I don't even know how many games. I've seen, I've, I've been to the dark ages. I've been to game in the, games in the dark years. Mm-hmm. I totally get it, dude. I, I totally get D'Angelo Russell, where he's coming from. Yeah. The only thing, like, he, obviously, no one really takes a look into the history of the franchise, but if like D'Lo knew the history of the franchise, the David Kahn years, just this, I mean, he knows the Steph Curry, like Johnny Flynn thing, but that's that like reigns over this franchise's head. Like there's been so many terribly bad moments that have sucked the fans completely out of the stadium where I would go there and it would be like, it would be brutally, brutally empty. And you could hear me from the nosebleeds. So as also a fan who's extremely passionate and loud at Timberwolves games, we do need this. We have yeah. to have it to be, to, to even take this to the next level. Cause people don't really realize how much that does for the players themselves. Right. And I, and on the other side of things, it's, it's like a, a broken relationship. you you've been broken from so many years of, bad things happening in relationships. And then this new super sexy three headed monster team comes around and you're like, this is great, but we'll see. But it, it, we'll yeah. See. But I've Let's seen this slow, picture like, before. I'm not, we're not jumping similar. the gun here. Like we right. don't want to put all our chips in the table because we know what has happened the last 15 to 17 years. Right. So it takes yeah. time to ease back into that. Yeah. I just, and I agree with you there too. I just think, you know, like, what does he expect by saying that? Like, their next home game, is he expected to be sold out and the place jumping? You know, like, 
Maybe. Is it going to make a difference? Like maybe, maybe that that's the difference? kick in the ass that they need. The fans need because they're pretty. I mean, I've, I've I've been so loud at Timberwolves games. I've almost gotten kicked out at a basketball NBA event for just screaming. Yes, like a couple profanities were said. They just slipped I out. I will say, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell wasn't calling you out in the games I've gotten oh, to no. you with or with you two, I, it, it ain't your problem. <laughs> you're, you're on his good side. <laughs> well, but, we've, we, we've had conversations about this before, and we even experienced it at the game. We were hooting and hollering, and the people in front of us looked at it, like looked behind in the direct row in front of us, looked behind, looked at us like we were insane. Yeah, And we were in the lower and you, bowl. And the thing that was crazy about it is you brought that up before tip-off. You even said, like, I bet the place is quieter. Like I bet when, when one of us yells, somebody's going to look at us and sure enough, it happened like right away. Yeah. And that's, th- those are the people d are talking about. And that brings me to another point. If you're going to pay money, especially in the lower bowl, like $80 tickets, and you're just going to sit there. What's, what's the fun in that? What, yeah. what, what makes that an enjoyable experience? If you're just not going to get excited and Look at other people in the crowd thinking they're crazy when their team is playing well. Like, well, that's just a complete and utter waste of money. Look, this right. isn't a Twins regular season dog days of August game here. Like, this is – there is constant action happening. There's a reason to cheer for almost every single play. Yeah. You don't need to just sit on your phone. And half of them sit on their phones and don't even look up and watch the game. Right. What a waste of money. So, Give that ticket to someone who's actually going to make a difference. I guess not really make a difference. One person can only make a difference at a game. But if you get more than 10 people to do that, that is a difference. Yeah. No, I get you there too. But I, I guess the argument to that is like, it doesn't say on the ticket when you buy it, like must cheer, you know, Yeah. which sucks. I mean, don't get me wrong. You are, I, I think that's an unwritten rule that should be followed. Like if you're going to go to a game, and you're going to sit, especially like, well, anywhere. I don't even care if you're sitting in the last row and that's all you can pay for to get in the building. But like, if you're going to go to a game and just not be engaged, you What's know, why, point? why go? You know what I mean? Like, to, I don't even care you what just you're watch what them you're on doing. TV and why pay at a your ticket, phone while why pay money TV? to do something you don't care about, you know? And I'm not saying the fans that aren't all the fans that aren't cheering don't care. I, I do think there's some people that just go to games and just genuinely don't want to make noise, which I get. Don't get me wrong. That happens. That certainly happens. Right. And I don't have a problem with that. It's the people that like at the game we were at, there was somebody in the crowd that was like cross stitching in front of us. Like or read like you said, reading a book. Like, like this is a basket. This is the season like, opener. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And you paid eighty to ninety dollars to sit there and do that. Like that's crazy. But yeah, I, I'm with throw you. Throw it there. on the I, TV at home and do that. Why would seriously put someone yeah. in that seat that that cares? Yeah, yeah. I just it it's a weird. I don't know because it's kind of like an unwritten rule, but it's not. You know, I I don't know. I mean, genuine. Generally, people just get excited when they go to sports games care. and cheer. Yeah, exactly. So Never it's not even like an unwritten idea. rule. It's just you're just excited to be there. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Like naturally, it just should come with it. So I don't know. I get, like I said, get where he's coming from, but I don't know. Hopefully, it makes a difference because he is, he is right. I just I hope it didn't make a negative impact on anything. You know, I hope that didn't do anything. Which, from the biggest Hardo but... Timberwolves fan out there, I, I agree with him 100,000%. Yeah. All, all I, all I would, 
do to change it is just have them watch uh, the, the Western Conference semifinals game seven versus the Kings in 2004 and show them yeah. that crowd. And True. then I'd be like, see, this is it what exists. can happen. These, these people are still here. It's just these, you got to get them back in the building. You just, you just got to do it. You just got to get there first so we can convince ourselves that this is worth our or worth the casual fans interest and investment exactly which is what we're missing right now because people like me they're always going to be around cheering yeah but you need to you need to put the the heart back into the basketball of the fans here and make a give them a little nostalgic kg factor give them a couple big big shot games which Delo has certainly done a few times this year but that's what it takes and then a consistent team on top of that because minnesota fans they they know if they have a consistent team or not yeah and they and they and when it's not a consistent team it's they they don't they don't invest their time into it i would i would almost say minnesota sports fans but over anything support consistently competitive teams over anything else you know Oh yeah. Obviously excitement helps like showtime type plays, highlight real stuff helps. But if you can have a team that wins over 50% of its games, almost 60%, whatever year in and year out, that's Those fans really are showing get, out. You get yourself a crowd. Yeah. So, and the wolves are doing that right now. I mean, they're on pace to do exactly that this year. So things might be changing. It might just take time, but it hopefully d helped it out a little bit himself. So yeah, just, just push the poke, the bear a little bit, poke the bear exactly. a little bit. I mean, I can tell you right now, when I went to game three of the 2018 playoffs against the Rockets, we were down 0-2 at the time, but fans were still, they were pretty rowdy that game. They were pretty solid. That was, and even, even when that game was going on, I could tell this wasn't a full committed fan base yet because they just, in the back of their head, they're like, we're going to get bounced here, but yeah, we're just either. here to do it eight seed getting smacked by the one seed kind of deal Should have been but... a six game series should have been more in- interesting blew yeah. a couple games of course 40 50 point quarter i think it was game one or something yeah that sounds about right but yeah i get what you're saying there too just takes time yeah just just as as long as you make the playoffs two years two years in a row there's going to be there's going to be a good support group yeah yeah you're exactly right again that consistency just got to get back to that Get people in the building. Let's go Wolves, baby. Big push for the sixth seed. Let's not, please God, not have to play in a play-in game. By the way, I figured it out. I figured out the format. So the seventh seed and the eighth seed play. The winner of that game moves on to be the seventh seed. Then the winner. one game. Then the winner of the nine and ten seed plays the loser of the seven-eight seed game. And then the winner of that game becomes the eight seed oh so eight nine ten in theory i guess they're all up in up for grabs but just say that that first team wins is the seven yeah eight nine tens all up in the air i get you kind of like yep. that. okay that's yep. so i guess so i guess that the wolves get seven eight seed they have two shots at making the playoffs but since we're just one game behind let's Denver, just let's, not let's just that. not run into that situation let's here let's let's uh, just make the playoffs just Give Austin a break here. He he probably needs it a lot. Very you much. Probably 50,000 fans are thinking the same thing right now. So probably a good direction to end up in. No kidding. All right. Well, 
You want to take a break at all, or should we just run through this? I'm going to take a break. I'm good with that. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. So Spunk Lake Sports, we're pretty, we're a little over half over with the show. Got some good conversations so far. When we come back, a little piece of our mind action, Daytona update, and we'll round it out with random Minnesota athlete for episode number 20. Stick around. And we're back for the latter half of Spunk Lake Sports, episode 20. Klon, how do you feel about episode 20? It's kind of crazy that, you know, so it's such a literal thing, but crazy that we're at 20, to be honest. It doesn't feel like it's that many. I guess I wasn't here for one of them, but, or maybe, was it? Yeah, one of them I wasn't here for, but. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it is February now, so I I guess it does make sense, but. It does make uh, math- mathematically it makes sense. It's just you know, twenty episodes deep. I can't believe we we haven't quit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, the quitting part, that part don't bother me. That, that I'm not worried about. But uh, as as yeah, the once as the once great Doctor Rick Marshall quoted, "I give up on giving up." That's right. That is right. <laughs> That's one of the great. That might be the greatest movie of all time too. Oh man, I gotta watch that again sometime soon. And Land of the Lost. For those of you that haven't seen it, <laughs> check it out. And if Claude, uh, have you ever seen This Is the End before? Yeah. Best yep, movie I've seen ever seen. By Ugh. Funniest movie. Yeah, I think far. I think Land of the Lost is way funnier. I think This Is the End is funny because the actors play themselves. That's what okay, makes that it, is true. I kind of like that's what makes it that. hysterical for me when they just yell at each other with their real names just rip on each other because they, they're all friends in real life so i'd assume that's like what most of the conversations pretty go like. easy for them yeah you know they talked about the plot of that movie for a long time before jumping up and doing it too so they knew it was coming or they just ripped a joint and thought guys we should Let's play ourselves in a movie about an apocalypse and they're all just that's it uh, that's the it. one yeah. that's it that and that movie could have been completely completely improv yeah, that's true. Sure, Maybe I'm sure that's most what, of it yeah, was, I mean, honestly. That's a bit, they just drew it up in the dirt. Yeah, they said, all right, let's just be actors and do something funny for this movie because we uh, can. <laughs> good for them. I wish I was talented like that, but yeah. I, I really Classic. wish. Well, we're, we're uh, big-time podcast hosts, so that's about the same thing. I would say, yeah, personality-wise, celebrity status and everything, it's all coming together, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, we're, we're probably like Z-type celebrities right now. I... I wouldn't even put us that high. I bet there's something more than that. That's good. Enough. I just want to attach that celebrity name to us. <laughs> Podcast hosts. Good enough. Celebrities. All right. Let's uh, jump into peace of my mind here. Uh, Klon, anything bothering you this week? Yeah, myself. Um, I think I've handed this award to myself three or four times now. So hats off to me for really, really getting after it. Shout here, out but, you for doing stuff. Um, yeah. So I had the genius idea. We're, we're coming up on arguably the quote-unquote biggest vacation I've ever been a part of in my life, and I'm actually responsible for sending out information to people. So I had the genius idea um, yesterday of deleting my old high school Gmail off my phone. Like, for some reason, it was still attached to my Apple ID, but I have a new email with it too, whatever. Uh, Turns out that old high school email was still backing up like half of my contacts on my phone. Um, so I deleted half my contacts off my phone yesterday. So peace of my mind goes to me just for being a complete moron. I didn't realize that that's how that worked. Um, 
So yeah, I'm Technology's searching tough. through all sorts of from past County. calls and text messages and stuff, trying to get as many numbers back as I can quick. Um, but yeah, if you're listening We're a week to this, away. oh god, yeah, yeah, I did a good thing. So if oh my god, listen to this and you home. have my phone number, please text me and tell me that it's you. Um, just so I have you again, because I again I deleted it. It was probably over half of my contacts actually, because um, I switched emails a few years ago, and I think it just went. You know, it was time time effective or time sensitive to that. So, yeah, that sucks. The piece of my mind goes to me just for being a complete moron. Tough go. All right. Well, I, I definitely got one here. Oh, great. And the, and this one certainly just like it throws me off every single time it happens. You sit down on the throne. You look to your left for toilet paper, and it's in the under position. That just throws me off. Like, the toilet paper always goes in the over position. It's just easy access. That's less the roll reach. you mean, yeah. Yeah, like the toilet paper roll. Like you always have to go over and not under because why would you go under? What? what there's no logical reasoning or sense mm. behind that. It's It makes it more inconvenient. And on top of that, I just hate it. I just can't stand it. It just well, the it makes actual... me stop in my tracks. Which I the actual have. patent from the creation of the toilet paper roll has it going over. So if you're doing it under, you're doing it wrong. You're you're not even using your toilet paper correctly. So that's on you. From the man himself, from the man himself, the guy who literally invented toilet paper. Stop making other live people's lives worse, because no one likes that. And I don't know who likes that, but if you are, you are a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, I, I grew up with grew up with it going over so i've never really known it differently besides going to other places obviously i just like but... freeze whenever it happens i have to process it <laughs> just I'm confused like, like not even sure what it is like i just like i just stuff? get so unbelievably confused like what why is it like this <laughs> i don't like it and usually awesome. and usually just be me being passive aggressive as as i am i just always flip it to the over position even if i'm at like someone's house even if i'm at it could be any place it could be someone's house it could anyone's house i i could could have just met you 30 minutes ago but i am flipping that role because you did it wrong and i am not letting that happen it's 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 an embarrassment you're helping them use toilet paper correctly so i think you're doing them a service help me help them yep you're right you're doing a good thing underappreciated we're doing we're doing great things here at spunk lake we're changing lives we're paving paths we're trailblazers pioneers as one would yeah, say basically yeah pioneers used to ride these babies for miles oh uh, yeah yeah that's a spongebob <laughs> good, reference i was hoping good, i was yeah, waiting good for you transition to laugh at the reference a bathroom yeah never mind <laughs> it's a rock folks but yeah whatever it's well it's not just a boulder it's a rock exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh Clun, I, I know I know we talked about uh you you losing your contacts for Daytona, but everything else going good there? Are we are we just getting are we just waiting for the day? Oh, I hope so, because otherwise that means I forgot something. I <laughs> um don't ever recommend to anybody listening to this besides travel agents. I don't recommend planning a trip for 48 on your own. Um and I shouldn't say we did it completely on our own. We did use a travel agent for some stuff, but it, it's a lot 
and we're doing the bare minimum of, of planning really, which is kind of crazy. Cause the only thing we're all doing together is going to the Daytona 500 for a five day vacation. Mm-hmm. And it still feels like we planned a lot, you know, like we didn't do that much, but it just took a lot of work just to get everybody's information and stuff. But yeah, make sure and like I said, I, I don't feel like I'm not scrambling to get anything done anymore. It's just a matter of doing it now and hopefully everything's on time and the weather's good and stuff you can't control, obviously, but yeah, we're rolling. I don't know. Excited. I wish it you was this week. I keep telling myself control. that it's happening in a couple of days and you know, we're still nine days away, but getting there. How's the how, hair update? What do we got? Hair update is nasty. Um, Disgusting. I've, I'm starting to get more complaints about it um, from people around me. So I think that's oh, a telling sign like that maybe I'm doing. What's that? <laughs> they don't like the fluff. They don't like the fluff. The, I mean, okay. My girlfriend doesn't like the grease. So there's that. Uh, that um, comes with it. Yeah. I'm a pretty greasy fella. So it doesn't take <laughs> long for that to, to go south quick. Um. It's nasty. I'll just I can attest. Up. I don't. I don't like it either. I probably started growing it out a little too early. I think I started. I pulled the trigger on this. Ooh, halfway through Carter's football season, so mid fall. And I usually keep my hair pretty short for those that don't really know me. But it's bad. It it's curly. It's greasy. It doesn't fit in, under any of my hats anymore. Everything. I get a headache. You know, just tight hats and everything. It's just too tight. Anyway, as if but your head sucks. wasn't big enough already. Yeah, it made it bigger. So none of my hats, none of my fitted hats fit at all. So, so you're counting the days. Somewhere. So not only are we counting down the days till Daytona, but also the days until you can get a haircut. Yeah. Um, two weeks from, well, we record on Tuesdays here. So two weeks from tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, uh, Wednesday the 23rd, I already have a haircut appointment arranged to get this taken care of because it's, it's coming off. Beautiful. But, yeah, it's nasty. How about you? I mean, you've had long hair in the past, so this isn't really total foreign territory for you, but not foreign territory. It's fluff. It's fluffy. It's not too greasy. I can keep, I can maintain the grease. It just puffs out. Like it just, it looks like a complete mop. I think I said this last week, but if you like put a mop stick and just stuck it on my head, you could just pull off my hair and then you could just mop a floor with and it. It would just work. <laughs> and it would probably just work at that point. It's just a complete cloud. Like it bounces up and down. Whenever I run on the treadmill, I look to so the mirror volume. and and all I can see is my hair bouncing up and down. It's it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact on top of that is that I'm going to try to make this a mullet somehow. It's going to be absolutely Hope you have a good It's going to be a ruthless mullet. Life. If if we get if we get a good mullet mullet haircut, this is going to be one of the grossest things you've ever seen. Hopefully. I mean, that's kind of the goal here is to fit the fit the character at least. So fitting the character for some some interesting exactly looks. Right. I hope we get more out of the 48 of us. I hope we get a few of them that are really bleeding into this. But yeah, I, I, I'd feel like kind of an idiot, to be honest, if I was the only one out of the 48 <laughs> to have a moment. Guarantee you won't be the only one that that is doing things to play the part. I know other people are, so you're not alone there, but that's nice. You won't have the longest hair there either, so. That's also nice to know. Thank you. Guarantee you won't be the guy with the longest hair. So you're good that no. way too. I was they at one point, but I, I'm out of my prime now. Out of your prime. Yeah, those were the days early in college. Yost had some long hair listeners for those of you that maybe weren't around him then. But what was it like 18, 19, 20 years old? You had yourself a mop. 
Oh yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was 19, 20 and 21. Cause I started, yep. I was able to get out to the bars as if I wasn't already, but that's a different story. But yeah, once it, that thing was just, I, I had it parted down. It was so long. I parted it down the middle for a while. Yeah. Just, see, that's the thing. That was way longer than this is. Oh yeah, definitely. I think this, the hair I have right now is definitely more tailored to a, a solid mullet though. Cause that was just, Oh yeah. You can do enough with it's long enough. You can do something with it. That's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, besides the hair, I'm just stoked to get to Daytona. I'm stoked that I have all three days off. Cause that's just going to make it even more dangerous for us. Like that. I'm just counting down the seconds. Like I said, at the beginning, like every minor inconvenience that happens at work is me just wanting to chuck everything and just go to Daytona and give up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I will say the the focus level day to day right now for me is pretty tough for anything besides trip related things. So definitely leaning into it mentally to try to keep myself focused, but it's getting tough. So super stoked for my first NASCAR race experience. I mean, this is something I mean, we've known each other since kindergarten. This is NASCAR races. Are, we talked about that in kindergarten, too. Yeah. We go way back when it comes this to NASCAR, a, that's for sure. I'm excited is, for a lot of you people. I mean, especially you who's actually known about it for a long time and known what NASCAR is, but just a lot of people on this trip in general too, to like to actually see this thing in person is totally different. Like it's a total different thing. So it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah. It's gonna be a, beautiful. gonna be fun. We're gonna have updates for you guys too. So make oh, sure yeah. to follow. There's gonna be there's gonna be content coming, that's for sure. Cameras follow. will be rolling. Literally follow everything. Help a brother. Help a brother. We're gonna get stay, to the top. Stay in Daytona's to in Daytona's step one. <laughs> oh God, we, we got our work cut out for us down there. We, By the we, time we, that's we, over, we'll go from Z-list celebrities to Y-list celebrities. <laughs> it's all about who you know down there. That's right. <laughs> we just gotta really, really get some connections. Easily. All right, let's round out the show here, Klon. Everyone's favorite topic, the one where we just unlock memories that you didn't think you had, random Minnesota athlete of the week. You want to rip it first or should I go? Uh, I got I to go first just because we can't end the show on this note. Um, Fair. My Minnesota random athlete of the week, uh, I'm trying to get away from, I feel like I do a Viking or a twin every week, so we're trying to switch it up a little. Dug into the Timberwolves archives a little bit, and how could you not remember this guy? Speaking of the dark years from a little bit earlier in the show, uh, my random athlete of the week is Martel Webster. Oh. Um, played for the Timberwolves. Oh. Short-lived career with the Wolves, but has one of my favorite, I guess, uh, lowlights, not highlights, lowlights with the Wolves. Um, they were in Denver for this, correct? I, I, I can't remember the game, but I, I know – exactly where was, you're going with this. I, i'm pretty sure they were in denver playing the nuggets timberwolves were down three as time was running out and instead of martel webster chucking a three just to try to tie the game he went he had a breakaway he had a fast court. break it was a one on a one verse one v one fast break yep and instead of trying to just you know tie the game he went and dunked it as the clock expired and we <laughs> lost by one so shout out martel pad the stats oh. uh, get yourself a highlight i like it respect the game um his career in minnesota was short he spent two years here points were scored he, that's all that matters Pat it. played played 46 games his first year 47 his second so barely played half seasons both times um he only started a combined 27 games for us so nothing really important that you might remember 
Averaged Not almost 10 his first year and then dipped down to seven. Again, nothing really that stands out. Again, but... your classic short-lived Minnesota Timberwolf. Yeah. Shout another, out Chase Buttinger. Perfect, perfect guy that was just here for the – just to fill a roster spot basically for a couple of years and hit the road. But, yeah, Martel Webster, we I will remember you forever for one of the funnier plays I think I've ever seen. But, yeah, shout out him. Yeah, that was that – was... I remember talking about that in school the next day. We were all just absolutely we talk, baffled. It's pretty timeless. It still comes up in random. You, you bring up a Timberwolves conversation about the past. It almost comes up every time. So, <laughs> and they say we don't timeless. have fans. Everyone remembers the, the darkest of times. Oh, yeah. The, Marte, oh, yeah, the sure. Martell Webster fast break, time expiring, down three, needs to just chuck a three. Doesn't even think about it. Goes straight for the basket. The defender stayed at the three-point line. Martell yeah, just, just took the basket it, yeah. himself. <laughs> Lose the game by one. One of the most remarkable things I've ever witnessed in sports. Made it on Sports Center. It's highlights yeah. live forever. That's that's. If it wasn't not top ten, number one, I I really want to see what what was over that. Yeah, seriously, it's a good point. It should have been. <laughs> so Martell yeah. Webster, okay, uh, yeah, for my Minnesota, huh? Hopefully you have a hopefully you have a more positive no here to, to yeah. end the show. But yeah, a little little fan favorite type of guy. He's a Viking wide receiver. Actually, pretty recent uh, Viking wide receiver. I just thought of him. You know, he's never did anything wrong, never did anything too spectacular. But spent six years with us in the Vikings. Jarius Wright. You'll remember the name. Pretty much the third wide receiver next to Diggs and Thielen. Pretty much number mm-hmm. three wide receiver his whole career. Ten touchdowns in six seasons to the Vikes. Over 2,000 yards, slightly over 2,000 yards. And I also remember him for that uh, overtime touchdown. He was like a wide receiver screen overtime touchdown versus the Jets in 2015 with mm-hmm. Teddy as the quarterback. Yeah, I remember it was Teddy. Pretty was those were some pretty wholesome years. Didn't really expect to win anything, but just played well, enjoyed the games. He was always the like, where did he come from guy? Like all of a sudden, oh, like we'd be third and eleven or something, and he'd catch a seventeen yard pass. Like, oh my gosh, Jarius Wright's back! Like, what the heck? Yeah, and that, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. He wouldn't do anything spectacular, besides like he would have the one like sixty yard reception or like one third and twenty five conversion, and that would pretty much be the right. That that would pretty much be the game. Yeah, exactly. One, just have his, one big have play. Have one big player. Usually one of the game, team and off we Pretty go. clutch player. Yeah, big-time player, big-time plays. Yeah, big-time player makes big-time plays. Yeah, Jerry is right. It, I just can't think of anything that he's ever done wrong with us, so shouts. Well, yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. Good little so, pick there. I kind of forgot about him, so it's good that he got brought up. He's like a... It reminds me of like a Vasante Shanko type of player, like yeah, the guy that bit, just made I the one say. the one random catch that you just did, and you're like, "Hey, he's still on our team." Exactly, right? Almost <laughs> forgot about him. All right, well that'll do it. We'll wrap up episode number twenty. Ten plus ten equals twenty. Spunk Lake Sports. Klon, do you have any last thoughts here? Uh, a quick little update. Not that anybody cares. Not that anybody's gonna listen to this in real time anyway. Uh, but while they're down one nothing in the second period, Timberwolves coming up later tonight. Thirty minutes. It's time for time for Minnesota fans to enjoy the winter sports teams we got going on right now. Timberwolves and Wild. Maybe if you're a basketball fan or a hockey fan, you got something to cheer for right now. So 
And shout out Sean White later tonight. He's going at 1030. I think oh, our let's time go. is snowboarding half pipe in the Olympics. So going to be the turning OG. that on as well. We grew up with that, man. Right? Yeah, he's still doing it. He's Five Olympics it. he's been in. That's crazy. Oh, my God. How many was Phelps in? Four? It's probably something like that. Yeah, four, I would say. It's got to be something like that. Yeah, something four like that. or five right around there. That's about all you get. I mean, it's 20 years. Athletically speaking, it's about all you're going to get out of yourself. So go, Sean White. Let's bring home a gold for the boys back home. Last ever competitive event for him. So hopefully he just walks it off. I'm sure he will, as he always does. (laughs) All right, for episode 20, thanks everyone for tuning in. Next week, we'll have a probably like some sort of Daytona special, just all hype. We'll keep it nice and short for you because we'll be pumping out a lot of stuff as soon as we do get to Daytona. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Episode 20 out, Spunk Lake Sports. We're out. We're out.